Hi friends, welcome to the Mother with a Loud Mind podcast. If this is your first time joining, thank you so much for being here. I highly encourage you to go back to episode zero, I almost didn't do this, where you can get a little insight into what future episodes will be about and get to know me a little better. If you are a returning listener, you are seriously the coolest and I appreciate you endlessly. Please feel free to give this podcast a review and rating at the end of the episode. It really helps us grow and reach a larger audience. I'm your host, Morgan Klontz. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to this week's bonus episode. This week, I want to talk about something that I don't think it's talked about very much at all. And it's something that's been on my mind that I kind of just want to bring attention to. Um, It'll be super quick. This isn't going to be long at all. Just want to chat about it for a second. Um, And it's the topic of trending psychology and how um, self-diagnosing via the internet is becoming like the thing right now. Uh, So I just want to talk about that, the pros and cons, that kind of thing. So, well, for starters, we all know that therapy and, and going to the doctor in general can be extremely expensive. And most therapists aren't covered by insurance. And then you add on medication costs, which can be astronomical, especially if you don't have insurance. Um, If you're self-employed, you have to pay a ton out of pocket for insurance. And even if you have insurance through your job or whatever it may be, you still have to, I mean, it's expensive. So I know a lot of people don't have insurance. And there's also a lot of anxiety that surrounds going to the doctor. A lot of people my age don't have a primary care physician. And I personally Um, other than my OBGYN, I didn't have a primary care. I would go, you know, yearly. Um, but I didn't, like, I never really had to go to the doctor. If I did, um, I would just go to urgent care. And I know that's what a lot of people do. Um, so then there's finding a doctor. If you decide to go to the doctor, then you have to make the appointment, which can be months in advance. And going in to talk to someone you've never met before and just kind of spilling everything and exposing these vulnerable parts of yourself, telling them what you think is going on, you have to get really personal with them. And that's very intimidating and scary. And you're completely warranted in feeling that way. I felt the same way. Like we talked about in the first episode, it took my pregnancy hormones, like amplifying my anxiety and depression for me to finally say, okay, enough is enough. And it was scary. Um, So I think for a lot of us, that's where the internet comes in. Now, we all know the internet is an amazing thing. You have the answers to essentially everything right there at your fingertips. And nowadays, with the high cost of insurance, therapy, and doctor's visits, more and more people, especially younger people, are turning to the internet to diagnose what they think may be wrong with them, specifically to do with their mental health. And it's very easy for us as human beings to see ourselves in these diagnoses, especially the ones with super vague descriptions like anxiety. You Google anxiety and it's like the feeling of anxiousness. Okay, well, that's like 100% of the population, right? OCD has a gazillion traits listed on WebMD. You read it and you're like, well, gosh, that sounds like me. I have OCD. No question about it. 
And while, yes, these sources can be super helpful in validating your concerns and kind of narrowing down what you think may be causing you to feel these ways, but they can also be super harmful and can make you feel like you're broken or more severely broken than you actually are, which brings on even more anxiety and depression. So it's just like an endless cycle. And these websites and these like quick little tests you can take to, there's one going around right now. It's like the autism test. And you answer like 20 questions and it, it tells you if you're autistic or not. And what these websites are doing is they're essentially making money categorizing you and placing you in this box based on your answers to these very few questions. And what they're not throwing in there is how common it is to overdiagnose yourself. And this stems from anxiety, especially medical anxiety. It, it may cause you to feel insecure. And if you don't have a licensed professional to either A, validate you and say, yes, you for sure have bipolar disorder or B say in my professional opinion this is what you have and this is how I think we could best treat it according to you as an individual and I know for me personally before I sought out help and medication I had convinced myself that I had depression and that I was manic and God knows what else I told myself I had it was a wide range of things and it would keep me up at night trying to fix it myself researching treatment options and what ended up happening was I made myself even worse and I convinced myself that I was just broken beyond repair I was too far gone I had dozens of mental illnesses and the list just goes on of things that I tricked myself into thinking uh, that was wrong with me but the moment I received a formal diagnosis from a licensed psychiatrist and I was prescribed a medication specific to my diagnosis that you know we came to that conclusion after speaking with my doctor and psychiatrist, you know, for a while, um, it, it felt manageable. I felt like I was on my way to being not fixed, but better. I didn't have to wonder what was really wrong with me and how I was going to tackle it on my own. So what self-diagnosis can do is help you take the next step. And chances are, if you're seeking out answers via an online test or whatever it may be, you're already on your way to seeking professional help. You've already done the hard part, which is becoming self-aware and recognizing and accepting you have an issue going on. And the next hard part is getting professional help. And from there, things begin to get better drastically. Right now, ADHD is... I wouldn't say trending, but it's it's being talked about a lot more than it was five years ago, even three years ago. I guarantee if you get on TikTok and scroll for 15 minutes, you'll come across a video of someone talking about ADHD. And um, now this is a good thing because awareness is being brought to the diagnosis. And I'm not saying you as an individual don't have it. But these videos, especially on social media, bring on a lot of misinformation. We as young people are super quick to believe everything we hear just because someone on the internet with a following said so. Um, another example is narcissism. It's being talked about a ton, which is fantastic. There are so many people, men and women, in abusive narcissistic relationships. And I'm so glad that they're being made aware of what narcissistic traits are. However, 
it's really easy to read about narcissistic tendencies and say, well, gosh, that sounds like my, my husband, my wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, I must be with a narcissist. I need a divorce like yesterday. And I caught myself the other day watching a video about identifying autism in toddlers. And I immediately started psychoanalyzing every move my son made until I finally had to snap myself out of it and say, um, hello, he does not have autism. His doctor would have absolutely pointed it out if she thought something was off. And that was my sign to take a break from TikTok for a while. And it's just like parenting right now. Gentle parenting is all the rage on social media right now. And while that's all well and good, there are pros and cons. And you're not a bad mom if you don't choose to take the advice of all the crunchy moms you see on the internet. I actually have an entire episode coming out soon about how social media can affect our parenting styles. So I won't, I won't even get into that. But basically what I'm getting at is be careful where you're getting your information, who's saying what. Take things you see on TikTok or social media in general with a grain of salt. And if you think something is wrong, reach out to a professional. I know this was a quick one today, but I do think it's super important to talk about and point out. So I figured it was, since it was on my mind, it was on my mind for a reason and I should share that. And that's why I absolutely love having a podcast where I can talk freely about the things on my mind. And if somebody wants to listen to it, they can. And if they don't, they don't have to. Um, all right. Well, that's all I want to talk about. Um, stick around for our affirmations as usual. And we will have another episode coming out this Friday. It's my pregnancy and birth stories with both kids, how they differed to the things I learned, how each time was better or worse. Um, so, yeah. Have a great week, friends. We have officially made it to the end. <laughs> Thank you so much for making it this far. If you stick around for just another second, I'd love to share some affirmations with you today. I am a good mom. I am exactly who my kids need. I am grateful for the time I get to spend with my kids. My kids do not need a perfect mom. I will stay calm, even in the midst of chaos, I am worthy of love and affection. God wants what's best for my life, so I will relinquish all my fears onto Him as they are not my burden to bear. I will live in the moment today and not stress about my past or worry about the future. My past mistakes do not define who I am now. I am a strong and confident woman. I am an intelligent individual. God has called me to motherhood and through Him I can do all things. I love my body and am comfortable in my own skin. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. I am a kind human being. I am not just a mom.